When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, I don't think we've ever had to do this on the show in 18 and a half years. And that is to oh, report no. that somebody who was dead, officially reported as dead by family, publicist, etc., is back? not dead. Who's committed? This- I wish I could say it was Don Wells, a.k.a. Marianne. Is it, but- the, is it the supermodel? Tanya Roberts. What? The person you guys have been talking about She's all back? day. She is still alive. <laughs> this is breaking news on TMZ, despite her rep saying she's dead. <laughs> Tanya Roberts' death has been greatly exaggerated because her rep now says she's alive, despite that same rep not only telling TMZ she died, but sent out a press relief release with that information. Wait, how okay. did, TMZ reported Sunday is that this she... A way, is this a new publicity? I, I don't know. Because now we know who this person is because they said who, who, who? Yeah, if you, reg- if you saw a picture, you would. That Tanya died after collapsing at her home Christmas Eve after walking a dog. That detail was in there. And she was rushed to the hospital and placed in a ventilator. Okay. The rep told in the press release that she died at Cedar sinai and um, got a quote from the rep from Tanya's husband, her, you know, her second husband or whatever, saying, as I held her in her last moments, she opened her eyes. Now the rep, Mike Pingle, tells TMZ, <laughs> Lance got a call just after 10 o'clock this morning from the hospital saying, hey, Tanya's still alive. <gasps> He jumped the gun. He was bored. He needed billable hours. Maybe he needed billable hours in 2021. Friends of the family also contacted TMZ Sunday saying that the husband had called them to say, you know, Tanya has passed away. Okay, what what is this? Yeah, how does the husband have a quote saying he held her hand? Well, the rep was writing a thing. Well, we got to get something out there. She was a Bond girl. You know, we need to release something. Julia, stay tuned. I'm just stay tuned. We've never done this. Yeah, usually when there's a death retraction on the show, it's that you've reported the same death. And I've we've hit on clickbait. Yes, Yes. and that Funicello comes to mind. That Funicello dead dead. twice. I was dead for ten years. I think there's a couple (laughs) other ones that we've no, there haven't been. Yeah, yeah. or people we thought were dead that are still alive. Wait, you know. Wait a minute. This Tanya Roberts, Bond girl. Charlie's Angel, that 70s mom, she is still with us. And the miss, I say she needs to get divorced from that husband. Maybe she's trying to get away from that husband. I don't know. Very strange. Very oh, my god! But her publicist released a press. It was reported everywhere. This is just the most bizarre. bizarre. I know. And I wonder, okay, so let's just backtrack. Why would someone release it if they're not dead? Beats me. 
Is it publicity? Mm. Did Hilaria wish you went down for a couple hours last week? I don't know, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think who sent Hilaria a bouquet last week as a thank you for taking right. the heat off. I can't remember. There was someone else going. There was somebody else. All right, this is this is the it's crazy. Okay, so that okay. is a first. I that don't is... even remember her name, but Don. Uh-huh. What's her name again? Don Wells? No, Diane I know Don Roberts. Wells, but this is Diane Roberts. Tanya Roberts. Diane who? Tanya Roberts. She, Racco and I remember because she's our type. Yeah, she was on that last season of, of uh, Charlie's, Charlie's Angel. Angel, yeah. So anyway, now here is, here is a serious, notable obituary. Well, we actually have two. So we have Jerry Marsden of the band Jerry and the Pacemakers. And not th- them. Well, you think you might not, you might not know who they are, but you would know who their songs are. He passed away at the age of 78 of a heart, like a sudden, maybe a heart attack. Sure. It wasn't COVID. His All daughter right. wanted us to know that. And Paul McCartney remembered on, on Twitter and he said he was a mate from our early days in Liverpool. He really? and his group were our biggest rivals on the local scene. Mm. His unforgettable, unforgettable performances of You'll Never Walk Alone and Fairy Cross the Mersey remain in people's hearts. And I think that Fairy Cross the Mersey, like the Liverpool football team, uses sure, that as their sure. song. Okay. And um, Roger Freeman. Or maybe that was You'll Never Walk Alone. I forget. I, it's one of those yeah. one of those songs. But McCartney and Marsden are the same age, and they grew up as rivals. But um, uh, Roger Freeman wrote about seeing a wing sound check at Madison Square Garden in 1990, and he was reporting and interviewing at the sound check. They performed Don't Let the Sun Catch You Crying. Oh, really? And it was so beautiful. And, of course, he just had his old little mini tape recorder, right. and he said, I always wished that they would play it in the show. To and, do a cover. And, yeah. and Ringo remembered them, and apparently they were always like... Say their name one more time. Jerry and the Pacemakers. Still. Okay. And uh, the leader of uh, the of uh, that band, and I guess they would play regularly alongside the Beatles. They were both part of Brian Epstein's management label. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the first time they played together, June of 1960, the Beatles were still the Silver Beatles. And in December that year, they were both contracted to play a four-month stint in Hamburg. Oh, and they all where, gave up their day yep, jobs. That's where they all went. And it was Gary and the Pacemakers and the Beatles. Yeah. And they really had a lot of fun. Because that's where everything happened for the Beatles. Yes. And the group's first hit, How Do You Do It, was first recorded by the Beatles, but rejected by them and then given to uh, Jerry's band to record. And that became their first number one. So Ringo tweeted about it. They like love these guys because they all knew each other and they were young up-and-comers. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'll... You'll Never Walk Alone is the song for the Liverpool anthem, which is a Rodgers and Hammerstein. It yeah. is? Did you guys know that? No. Yeah. Their first three singles were How Do You, How Do, you do It, I Like It, You'll Never Walk Alone, which is the Rodgers and Hammerstein co- composition oh, from Carousel. That's the anthem of Liverpool, sung from the cop at every single game. Serious? Yeah. Well, that's a lot of... We need to hear You'll Never Walk Alone. Oh, yeah. there's. I mean, I've heard it before. I could look it up. You know, it's kind of fun to hear the whole um, crowd sing it. Sing it, yeah. I'll see if I can dig that. And they both, both bands regularly played at the, you know, um, a cup, you know, some clubs like 
in London, and you know mm-hmm. they were always together on the same bill. Hmm. Kind of like the phones were with the flaming O's. Yes, they were together yes, you're a lot. Right. They and, were right. You know how there would be like yep. local acts that are together, the flaming O's in the suburbs, like oh. that. So anyway, so yeah, we got to keep investigating about Tanya Roberts. She is alive. Is, she's oh. The People fact that they, the actor was out walking her dogs. I mean, that was in the press release. It is wow. such a crazy story. Yeah, that is weird. a crazy story. And she played, uh, you know, the hippie mom of Donna in that 70s show. Laura okay. Poupon, if you watch that All show. All right, so people know her. Yeah. All right. Enough. And enough about that. And I didn't even get to the juiciest obituary of the day. Well, when we come But back, it's a long got... life uh, that she lived, so I can give it to you we... any time. This week. This week. <laughs> okay. That's right. <laughs> right back. But it, it, Phyllis McGuire. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Uh, you can save it for my 520 dirt alert because we might need to pad. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm not very good at this yet. Okay. okay, we'll be right back. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so I got this new game. You remember the game What's My Meme? That yes. came out a couple years ago. First, like five or six years ago, it was Cards Against Humanity, the terribly oh, wrong game. And yeah, then it's yeah. What's My Meme. We played that at Christmas yeah, a couple years okay. ago, Lori. I do remember. Three years ago, I think. And so this is from the people that do What's My Meme. And the new thing is I Wish I Didn't Know. Okay. And these are horrible facts, and I took the clean ones. Oh, I like it. Okay, I knew you would. I like this Okay, game. so I've got three different cards for us, okay? There's um, so many things I wished I didn't know. Me too, <laughs> especially today and a text I got. All right. You may think your kitchen is clean, but this place has more germs than your toilet. And here are your options. A, the faucet. B, the ice cube maker. C, inside the dishwasher. D, the counters. Mm. The counters. More germs than your toilet, Lori. You say counters. counters. I'll okay. say the dishwasher thing. It's the ice cube maker. Oh. What? The ice cube maker from all the different water that runs through there. And if you don't change out your filters and all the time, if you have water softener, hard water softener, that's the dirtiest place. Like so, eating an icicle is you're eating you bird, know, poop. bird poop. I read yeah. that today, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this one is the idea of what is beautiful is always changing. True. Uh-huh. At one time, for hundreds of years, this was considered sexy in Japan. A, stained black teeth. B, man's boobs. It says tits, though. Mm-hmm. C, long... Thanks for not saying that word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> C, long nose hair. Or D, braided butt hair. Hmm. I'm going to say the blackened teeth. I'm going to say, and this is, I'm going to name drop here. I once met the Dalai Lama. What? Uh, it's a long story, but. Your dad really uh, introduced no, you to cool people. It was uh, it was a other, another radio station I worked with, with your guy Chan's late wife, Eleanor Mondale. Right, okay. We got to meet the Dalai Lama, and he had nose hair that went down to his lips. And so maybe that was attractive in but Japan. But he's Tibetan. I know, I'm just I saying know, but maybe... I like where you're going okay. with that. And Lori has to point out our geographical <laughs> <Right>. issues. <laughs> um, and Lori's right, it's stained black oh, teeth. Geez. For hundreds of years, mm-hmm. this was considered sexy in Japan. Mm-hmm. Now, Rocco, this will date us, but I'll okay. never forget when I found out the cloven hoof in the book Snow White and the 
What was that book, Lori? Oh, the Chinese book yeah. about the bound feet. The bound feet. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. That's a whole oh, other path to go my down. Concubine or whatever. Women who were of high status yeah, would have their feet, feet bound. bound. But basically, it was it like was for, a. It was to service a male. Yeah. It, it created a taco shell. A lotus fold, as yes, it were. Yes, of, Lori of, can of remember it. All right, now, this one I'm going to use euphemisms. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but this Johnson type makes for the largest erections. Okay. Okay. So this type of a male mm-hmm. anatomy. A, short ones. B, uncircumcised ones. C, wide ones. Or D, curved ones. So, this this type of Johnson makes for the largest erections. Largest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well... This is a trick question. It is in many a trick. Ways. It is a trick question. I'm going to go with curved. Okay. Um. Yeah, Uncircumcised yeah, sure. people always think looks bigger because it's coming out of the jungle. <laughs> right I'll out of the with, turtle. I'll go with Lori's. Same. No, curved. it's mm-hmm. the short ones. The short ones. Mm-hmm. Grower, not a shower. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Should have gotten that one, Rocco. <laughs> I well, learned that from you. I knew that answer. Okay, so there you go. There so you those, go. do we like this? I, I wish like I didn't thing. know. Okay, and then it's a way of knowing more things you wish you didn't know. Right. So now you can have all those stupid facts yeah. milling around. But I like knowing the Dalai Lama had no serious Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. That's Shamalama Ding Dong and Dalai Lama mixed up together. But he had long nose hair. Yeah, the two. My two takeaways. I don't want to step on your segment. No, everyone does. My two segments were. I mean, two takeaways were he had very soft hands Mm -hmm. because I shook his hand. And yeah, he had nose hair. You didn't that went, bow. The protocol wasn't like to bow. I think I did. I was. It was kind of a. I was just. Uh, it was me, Walter Mondale, and Eleanor Mondale hanging oh out in a room with the Dalai Lama. Wow, Rocco, that's amazing. That's yeah. really cool. But yeah, his his nose hair went down to the top of his lips. Yeah, so that might be a thing. Yeah. Wow. To, and then up. you you bowed and shook his hand. Yeah, and they gave us a scarf. I still have the scarf. And really? did he say anything in English too? I mean, did he? Um, he yeah, could you speak know, English. Right? And then, uh, yeah, we talked for a brief moment, and then Eleanor did an interview with him that we taped for the radio show. And yeah. he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. How old is the Dalai Lama? Got to be in his seventies really. or late seventies, early eighties. I know he's tight with Richard Gere. Right. Yes, he is. Yeah. And yes. if he is who he says he is, he's like the. He's the living Buddha. That's right. He's the reincarnation of like the first Buddha. Right. He's 85. 85. Okay. Someone's keeping him safe. Yeah. Because well, yeah. you know, not only is he a spiritual leader, but he's also the, you know, political leader of Tibet. At least he was when I yeah. met him. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So there was all these seats. Did, did you get a picture? Or? Yeah, I'll yeah. show it with you. Okay, it's me, Walter cool. Mondale, and Eleanor Mondale and the Dalai Lama. I feel like your pictures are worth more than anyone here. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Me and Eddie Van Halen. I mean, you've got some pictures. It's if true. I could find the pictures of me at In the Hawaii. Miss Hawaiian Tropic I wish pageant. you could, Lori. Yes. Yeah. Where are you going to find those? Well, the brother-in-law yeah, threw them away. I'm going to have to, Sexy Lexi's going to have to get in contact with me. She lives in Vegas. My boss. You might have to find out because those pictures would, those are something. Okay, yeah. this is, um, how many beers do you think the Stanley Cup, which is the trophy you win for winning the hockey stuff, the NHL, how many beers do you think that cup holds? 64. Mm. I would say a 12 pack. It's 23. Wow. Damn. Um, I thought it was a 64-ouncer. <laughs> and that's just over two gallons. Now, I drank some of the salted nut beer you got us. Oh, yeah, I had that, too. I enjoyed it. I did, too. Remember, we were talking yeah. about it from um, Twisted Tin? Tin Whiskers. Uh, tin Whiskers, Tin Whiskers, yeah. who are Twisted. That was good. I was. Did you kind of like it? I liked it, yeah. I drank it over the weekend. It was fun. Yeah, I thought that was good. Okay. Um, of all the gold in the world, if it was all melted down, it would fit into less than three and a half Olympic swimming pools. Now, that is a disappointing number. Isn't what it? What happened to all the gold chains we wore in the 80s? They were really little. They oh, were that some thick. Big, I had some I had big some, ones. Remember the S ones and you'd get a kink in it and you'd be so bummed like, damn, now this is ruined. But it was real gold. Mm-hmm. I think all that gold got melted down the first rush of, remember the gold guys and everything when we were all selling our gold? In 2008. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was that when the gold rush was? When the I kind of think so. It was kind of nutty. All right. Um, ventriloquism. Started out as a religious practice. The ancient Greeks called it gastronomacy something. They believed a ventriloquist was getting messages from spirits in their stomach and revealing them through a dummy. So it was a scam. At it the was time. a scam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Like right. the Kensington Runestone. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But if you have black teeth, you can always just say, hey, if we were in Japan a long time ago, I was really hot. All right, we'll be right back. Thanks. <laughs> Anything else on um, the death? I keep and, refreshing and TMZ. No. <laughs> no. In case you're just joining us, we reported at the top of the show. It's been reported that, everywhere. Yeah, because it came out last night. Tanya That's Roberts right. dead. Yes. And now just uh, at uh, two, two minutes, yeah, at two minutes before two, TMZ says no. Oh, contraire. says she's still alive, even though the husband said he held her hand till the end. Yeah, they had a press release, and that detail was included in the press release by the rep, who then said, yeah, okay, I told you she was dead, but no, she's still alive. TBD. It's the a, strangest story. It really, it's quite a way well, to just start 2021. No, I know, and you know what up. aired today, I believe, was the very last Jeopardy I taped it. No, the very last sure? Jeopardy airs Friday. Oh, okay, I taped them for all this week then. Yeah, so tape them all for this week. They kind of added... Like different, I don't know if they had reruns or different, but it's going to be the wrap up on Friday. Okay, because Mike Richards, who was his EVP executive producer, 
was on Good Morning America this morning talking about it and just talking about how he couldn't believe that he kept coming into work, Alex Trebek, and he was I so know it. Taking treatment and being right. in all that pain, that's and doing amazing. Five, and he would tape five episodes a day. Yeah. And he was telling Mike, you know, Alex was telling him, you know, today's a good day. I can keep down the jello. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I know. know. That's unbelievable. So just for people, if you want to see it, you know, if you were a fan and you forgot, it's oh, this Oh, the week. Jeopardy people know, Julia. They know. Well, I didn't know about it, and I was happy to see it because then I taped it. Well, like, that was because you were gone for 10 days and not having to read anything. I didn't read a thing, except they, for I read the Hilaria crap because I thought it was hilarious. hilarious cause Only it was. because of our relationship with Hilaria. That's right. Well, w- coming back tonight, Julia, and I think I'm expecting it to do good uh, ratings number, and that is The Bachelor comes back. Matt James. Matt James. He was on GMA, of course, they're promoting it, ABC, but they filmed this just like they did with The Bachelorette, but not at La Quinta in Palm Springs. I think this was filmed in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. It looks or like, yeah. At a resort of self-contained, but um, mm-hmm. he's a pretty dreamy bachelor, yeah, he is. Matt James. So let's uh, just play our first audio you, your dad is black, your mom is white. You said you don't want to upset black people, you don't want to upset white people. It, is this a label that you have embraced, or do you see it as such, that you being called the first black bachelor? Because you said you're both. Right. I'll say this. Um, Kenneth Chanel, he was the, uh, the third African-American CEO of a Fortune 500 company. He was the CEO at American Express for over 15 years. He was a great CEO. And... Um, he just happened to be black. Uh, Richard Handler, the longest tenured CEO on Wall Street. He's the CEO of Jeffries. Uh, he happens to be white. They're both great CEOs, and we don't highlight one or the other. And I'm hoping that uh, through this, it kind of normalizes what that looks like for me to be in this situation. And going forward, when someone steps into this light, they're going to be a great bachelor. They might happen to be Asian. They might happen to be black. So that's how I feel about it. He doesn't I mean, want to be called the first black bachelor. Well, but he is. I know he and is, but is, he's saying that. He, I know, I know that. And it is like really kind of unbelievable that it has taken sure. ABC 19 seasons, seasons. Yeah. you know, uh, to have somebody that looks like uh, the other half of America. I mean, it really is. He needs to get a better answer to that because right. he sounds very defensive. He did. Barack Obama, white mom, black dad. I mean, there's right. a lot, lot, lot of people that, but it's how the, if the world looks at you and they see a black person, a black woman, a black man, whatever it is, I mean, that just the be okay with that. And I would work with him on just like that, you know, let's hope that this, because it has always felt like, oh, there's the three people of color that they cast this year. On sure. the, it has always felt trite and white. Yes, it has. So let's hear if Matt feels as prickly with the next question. Okay. Let's bring you in now. You in love, my man? Y'all put me on blast already. <laughs> yes. I'm short on time here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's holding, oh my goodness, he's holding his tongue. Oh, you've learned already, my man. Uh, I have to ask you one thing, though, that a lot of viewers uh, picked up on when we showed pictures of you earlier. You have a wound on your thumb there that people are curious about, and it has something to do with you having maybe a really nervous morning. Tell me what happened. I'm trying to stay in shape. I'm, I'm making a smoothie. I'm trying to clean my blender, and that's got, it might have been samurai swords that were the blenders, because I, I you know, I didn't even feel I touched the blade, and I'm Ooh. dripping blood everywhere. Can you imagine your blender blade going on and hitting it? 
Those things are sharp. Oh, oh my, my gosh. word. Especially so, if like a ninja or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. uh, Matt has uh, racked up. Uh, he's almost at 200,000 followers on okay. Instagram. Um, and he's in commercial real estate right now in New York City. Yeah, he's the first Bachelor, though, in 12 years to be cast without previously appearing on The Bachelorette, which so, is refreshing. Yeah, but we, we know him because um, Cameron... Tyler Cameron, you yeah. know, the guy from Hannah's season, yeah. and him, our best friend. And yeah, they're buddies. Yep. So uh, he's very good looking. Yeah, he is BFF. He went to Wake Wake Forest University with Tyler Cameron, so smart. who I'm sure encouraged mm-hmm. him. He tried his hand at the NFL. Yes, he did. And he's real, real, Dreamy. real good looking. I'm excited. I mean, why not? Yeah. This is new programming. It's something to do. Yeah. Yeah, and we loved The Bachelorette so much. It oh. got chopped off and it made us, I mean, it was a shortened season, but we did get to forget about the worst Bachelorette. That, that, and I hate to say it, but Claire was a Crowley. real bust. I feel bad. She ruined it for all the 38-year-olds. 100%. <laughs> but one of the things that, is she still with him? Uh, because they're, they're Instagramming like they are. Yeah, you know. They might be milking it, you know. You think so? Yeah. Okay. They're dropping like flies in The Bachelor. They don't stay together long. No, I know. You know. We had another breakup over the weekend, I think. Can't even be bothered with their names. <laughs> okay, you know. Fine. Now, here was You're a little... sounding like me. Here's a little juicy juice from... Uh, so, we met um, Jonathan... Uh, the guy who runs the Lee Radziwill account. And yes, he was on your sh- I listened to the replay yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So um, some of the. Uh, Which is a Twitter account that we follow that's just good and snarky about Bravo stuff. A lot of Bravo stuff. A lot of just about life lessons with Lee and just kind of. Yeah. It's kind of. And Lee Radswell was Jackie Kennedy's sister. Right. Like, like. When Tyler Perry announced that he was single, you know, Lee Radswell did a very funny thing about all the rich women in Beverly Hills and Atlanta, you know, running, screaming with the glam scratch to get in a car and go find Tyler Perry. Just stuff like that. But so if we were just to go back, because I know you're enjoying, as many people are, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I love, love. It's reminding us of why we like the Housewives in the first place. Oh, because, well, and it's a different setting, a different scenery, and the religion, the Mormon piece is fantastic on top of it. I love it. But there's, you know, petty drama, as there always is, you know, in anything. And remember the last season of um, Real Housewives of New York, the season, it was ended up being the last season that Carol Radswell was on. Yes. And Bethany did come back one more time. but And they had, like, those two were besties, and then they couldn't stand each other. And we never, we got all kinds of, be like, that Carol was mean to Tinsley, or Beth, it, there was never a real reason about Why these. those two broke up, because they were buddies. They were thick as thieves. That's right. Was the breakup during the season, too? Yes, yes. it showed. So the, okay, so apparently, the real reason why they broke up, and this is from... Um, uh, a source where all they do is Bravo stuff, but it's pretty good uh, details on this. Okay. So, um, that the real issue was Cassandra Gray, and Cassandra Gray, her husband, husband Brad Gray, was the head of Paramount Pictures. He died in May of 2019. He helped Brad Pitt with Plan B Productions. He was a huge. He died at like the age of 54. 
four right. or five or six okay. or something. So his wife, Cassandra, she is really good friends with Carol Radziwill. Okay. And Bethany um, had been wanting a solo deal ever since she came back and went back to Bravo to be a housewife. And Bravo wasn't interested in doing a solo show with Bethany. They right. don't think she can carry it. Okay. Well, we know that because she had a talk show deal with Ellen and it f- fell into itself in three months. So anyway, the hus- so anyway, so that when Brad died in May of 2017, Carol spent, Carol Radswell spent most of the summer staying with Cassandra Gray at her place in the Hamptons. Okay. Got it. That's how rich, you know. Yeah, rich. Beverly people. Hills, yep. Hamptons. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bethany. That's their lake home. Bethany. One, you leave from one ocean to go to the right. other. Right. So Bethany kept pushing Carol, I want to come and hang out at your, at your house with Cassandra and Brad's friends and stuff because she basically was like, I Wanting need to, to make network. some connect. Yeah, right. I want to network. network. And, and Carol knew this. And Carol knew this. And she felt that Cassandra was grieving. Not appropriate timing. Yeah. And so she kept pushing her off. And Bethany was getting really upset because remember she and Frederick, the million dollar listing. Yes. They had a show together for one season. Yes. That was a disaster. And apparently Frederick said he'd never work with her again. Right. So Bethany really just kept pushing Carol. She Carol's just like, it's not appropriate for you to come and hit up on my friend who's grieving her husband and blah blah right, blah, right. and so when filming started, Carol didn't realize that Bethany was so upset about it because Carol Radswell was a longtime journalist for ABC, right. and and when we would see Bethany in her be strong when she did the hurricane relief mm-hmm. and then a flood relief, that the people that. Uh, she was in touch with the charitable organization, the Boots on the Grounds, all the sure, people sure. on film. Those were Carol's connections through ABC, knowing that these were charities. Because I always wondered, God, how did how Bethany did she know? get so connected, right? It was Carol Radswell's connection. So okay. Bethany knows that Carol is good for hooking her up, right. and it gave her... A great storyline allowed her to raise a lot of money. Absolutely, to do good, but also get publicity. So Carol was blindsided when filming started that Bethany attitude changed towards her and she started slamming her every other minute in confessionals and stuff like right. that. And it was because Carol didn't help set her up with. Do you believe this now? Because you've always been a Bethany, Bethany, Bethany I, person. I, I so. do. I do believe that. I do believe that because I believe Bethany got helped by Carol to meet, you know, the charity. Right. Like, and then Bethany just could not. She strikes me as a she, bull in a china shop 100%. when she gets an idea in her head, yeah. which is what makes her successful. 100%. She doesn't let it go. She doesn't let it go. And she doesn't. She puts self over relationships. And that ultimately is also why Carol quit after that season. She was just like, this is just nuts. Right. I don't need any of this. Right. Because those two were such great friends. And it got her dragged down in a lot of things. And Carol is a very successful person with money. She of, looked at, and they made her look like a schmo. Yeah. They made her look did. cheap. And that all she was interested in is um, weight loss fillers and uh, the, the glam squad. Adam, she, her boyfriend. And her, Adam, yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah. And it then was kind of dumb. So anyway... Um, 
Okay, interesting. So that was it. So it was all about, well, Bethany is, a, that's why she's successful. I mean, this is this is kind of the thing about some of the people in media. You got to be. In this type of media, you've got to be. You've you got to be ruthless. If if that's what you want. If that's what you want. And that's what she wanted. And, and what's her name? Carol Radswell was just like, eh, not really interested. Because she had had fame and accolades for years, and Bethany's was newer found. That's right, Joanne. Like Nouveau Riche. There you go. Nouveau Reality Star. We've been doing Hollywood speaking, but it is time to do okay. more. Because when we come back, we've got Hollywood speak a couple of things, and I think you're on fire, and you can do it. All right. The dawn of a brand new year, but not everyone is getting off to a seamless start. Uh, the Ellen Show was supposed to be back today, January 4th. And they released a statement and said due to the COVID surge and for the continued safety of our staff and crew, the Ellen DeGeneres show will push production by a week. Well, her Ellen game show is on tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody else came back today. Kelly Clarkson is in California. Maybe it's too much competition coming back today. She wants to wait a week. It's got to hurt, Jules. You've lost 38% of your audience and 28% of it has gone to Kelly. That would hurt. Mm -hmm. That would hurt. And maybe they just didn't have enough time to regroup. Yeah. It's been off the air since December 10th. Well, see, the thing that I'm thinking is the longer it's gone, the more people get used to it being gone. Yeah. It's like Wendy. You know, I wonder and if she came back today. I, I have no interest. Yeah. I kind of have lost, like, for those two. I mean, and when you hear that people don't want to work there either or yeah. people don't want to be on the show, it makes you feel sad. Yeah. Well, it's hard, it's hard to be stay kind. at the top. Be, no, be kind. That was always her thing. Be kind, be kind. And that's why it was such a, like, a open secret, at least with people who lived in Hollywood, they're like, God, she's the meanest lady ever. Right. And her whole thing is be her kind. Her motto is be kind. Don't have a motto. That's the lesson to be learned. That is it. <laughs> That's why this show does not have a motto. That's we don't, right. Never we just have a theme song. Uh, the LA Times reporters who wrote the bombshell story uh, the week before Christmas about um, Tom Girardi and his wife, Erica Jane yes. Girardi from the Housewives. Um, Beverly Hills. Did you ever read that whole? I you told me a lot about it. I was here. It was it's pretty bad. It's ba- basically, pretty bad that they're taking money from the victims' the children and just the plaintiffs' children. And- People have been burned uh, in a big settlement with uh, Pacific Gas. That that was a fraud lawsuit. Right. The plane crash. I mean, there's so many. Here's what the lawyer. Here's what the two reporters had to say. Um, about the whole thing, they said uh, it's a legal nightmare, quote unquote, and there's so many quote unquote pressure points. What do they mean by the pressure okay, points? It's a legal nightmare because he's an attorney, very so well he's known, probably very successful. Yes, yes. So he's probably figured out a ways to cover and cover and cover and cover and cover. But there's a lot of pressure points because. Maybe Erica Jane, you know, when she revealed the the text between Tom and his mistress, who happened to be a judge, and those texts. Maybe she's got. They were like ten years old, so she docks the judge. Gosh. Basically, if Tom Girardi is stealing like this, I think what the 
reporters are saying that it sent huge ripple effects in the legal community because they're going to be now looking and taking active... Doing forensic accounting on some of these big clash action lawsuits. Suits. And when people say, I don't feel like the accounting was right. Because right. a lot of times, you know, there might be, you know, some... Uh, if Tom could get away with it for this long... Right. And he took money from widows. Right. And children. Jeez. Orphan children. Yes. This was a plot on revenge. Yes, it was. Anyway, they had no idea... Uh, one of the reporters had never seen The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and another one didn't really know who it was, but um, um, they both just said they knew they were interested in writing the story because Tom Girardi had such an incredible reputation well, right. as a top attorney who took contingency cases right. and would get you money if you'd right. been wronged. But then he fell into the love with the money and fell in love with the showgirl. Mm-hmm. The showgirl liked the money and she liked the jets and she liked the travel. And apparently he had mistresses who he played pla- uh, plastic surgery for and sax bills who happened to be a judge. That's really bad. I know it. That's really bad. This so, would be this will be a really good movie one day. It's no longer a law firm. Apparently everybody has left. Well, and rightly so. Bill, if they're the not, building. they're probably getting sued. Right. Okay, uh, Gary Oldman. Um, the actor. The actor. That we sometimes like, sometimes don't. Well, he plays the uh, alcoholic screenwriter Herman Mankiewicz in the movie Mank. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. Did Excellent. you like it? Excellent. Rocco, would you see that? I'd like to, yeah. but I haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't either. It yeah. looked like it was going to be good. It just looks like effort. Yeah, Charles Dance is William Randolph Hearst. Amanda Seyfried plays uh, People, Marion so really Davies. Like this. Okay, it's good. And if you watch Turner Classic Movies, you know the grandson uh, Mankiewicz. I forget his first name. Yeah, you recognize him, Ben. Yeah, he yeah. does the you know the little yep. storytelling. Anyway, Gary Oldman doing an interview uh, about that, and he apparently he's been sober since 1995, and he said. Um, He'd made a few enemies before um, that due to his addiction when he ro- relocated from the UK to LA in the right. 1980s. He just said, uh, um, well, I can't really dismiss the alcoholism of the wild behavior of Mankiewicz or myself. I made a few enemies too in my day. Mm-hmm. Well, this is pretty, but I think that's a very true statement for a lot of people with yeah. addiction issues. But you never, I mean, I like that he's talking about right. that. I like that they didn't, Make that be a thing, like not to when, talk about, because that's part of the story too. This right. Mankiewicz is this uh, alcoholic. But wasn't that part of Gary Oldman's story? Is that we had old stories of him in abuse with his wife or his co? I mean, he had a story, Lori. Well, I don't know if it he's was back. been sober since nineteen ninety five. But remember, this came yeah. out a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so was it old stories back from his behavior when he was an alcoholic? No, I mean, who knows? He could have, you know, not be. He could remember. have. He could have been in, you know, a period of time where he hadn't worked out everything, right? Whatever, and he was just kind of still an a hole, right? Because we didn't like him. Yeah, who didn't drink? Right, right. We a know dry drunk or whatever. Yeah, you call we know it. they're right. out there. Okay, so <laughs> we know you're there. We know you're out there. Uh, by the way, now this story, I have no idea what you're going to say about this. Um, and that's um, Johnny Depp reportedly done for good in Hollywood if he loses the trial in Washington, D.C. Is he that, still that doing it? it? What is the date of that damn thing and why is he like doing Jan- it? The end of January. Oh, gosh, it's coming up. Oh, mm-hmm. Johnny. Well, of course. This is a duh. Of course. Duh. 
Don't do it, Johnny. Why won't someone ring? Just he, boy. This is when you get to be too big for your britches. Mm-hmm. And he, then I just feel like I just had the scariest thought because I think of people who don't listen to people around them. Yeah, and they get too big for britches, and then they become. And he already is has a problem with drugs and alcohol that we yeah. know about. And then I think he's going to OD. I just had that weird thought thinking about. <sighs> well, I mean. I think he needs to drop that. He needs to go to and Hazelden. He needs, and he needs to drop the trying to resue the son. He needs to go to treatment and mm-hmm. have a year of sobriety and now, some clarity. They are still going ahead with depositions, and they did find one interesting thing, and that's in their deposition before this trial of, uh, against of suing Amber Heard in the Washington Post. They discovered that Amber Heard, whoops, did not donate $7 million to the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Like she said she did. That was her divorce settlement from Remember, Johnny Remember, she was sending it to him right away. Mm-hmm. I She's she's sketchy, but Johnny Depp is really sketchy. And they're, I just, <laughs> everything about these two is so awful. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of anything. Like, so, yeah, they in the divorce settlement, she was awarded I $7 worry million. About, I really think if Johnny Depp goes through with this, I think he'll OD or something. Well, it, for sure, he will... I mean, I don't know. Some people already think he's done in Hollywood. But he is. But again, why? Anyway, she, what they are finding out is so it sounds like they're trying to go through with it is that she didn't make that donation. She said she would. Where is the $7 million? That's what they're saying. It, in her account, you know. Collecting a lot of interest. <laughs> there you go. Well invested. Maybe she made 16% last year. Yeah, oh, all right. Gosh. We'll be back. Yeah.